0: Another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. Children with congenital heart disease can grow up to live active, healthy lives. However, it's very important for these children to receive appropriate follow-up care throughout childhood to watch for signs of developmental issues. My guests today in this panel discussion are Dr. Caroline Lee. She's a Washington University Pediatric Cardiologist, Director of the Fetal Heart Center, and Medical Director of the Cardiac Neurodevelopmental Clinic at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And Dr. Christopher Smizer, he's a Washington University Pediatric Neurologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. So, Dr. Lee, I'd like to start with you. To explain a little bit about congenital heart disease, what are the different types, and speak a little bit about the prevalence.
1: The prevalence of congenital heart disease, which is um, the most common birth defect, is in about 1% of live birth, um, and they can range from simple heart defects um, that require minimal follow-up or no follow-up and may resolve on their own to really complex um, heart lesions that require um, medications, multiple surgical and cath procedures. Um, so there really is a wide range.
0: Dr. Smizer, how important is early diagnosis as being crucial to improve outcome prediction? Speak about how you would know if a child has congenital heart disease.
2: So increasingly, we're able to identify congenital heart disease lesions even before children are born through the improvements in imaging technology through ultrasound and even MRI. So we have become aware of the deficits that these children face uh, even before delivery. And then that has led to additional improvements in terms of our ability to optimize care for these children in the immediate post-delivery period through admission to a center such as ours and uh, optimization of both medical and surgical management. So early recognition is one of the most important steps in terms of allowing us to uh, meet children early in their course and then uh, maximize the, the types of therapies that we're able to provide and get those introduced as early as possible to, again, optimize and improve outcomes.
0: Dr. Lee, speak about kind of go along with what Dr. Smizer was saying about optimizing outcomes and treatments. Speak a little bit about why patients are more at risk for developmental delays. What factors will increase those delays and and how they affect a child's behavior?
1: We are um, learning more and more over time about the... um significantly increased risk in children with congenital heart disease for developmental delays and disabilities. Um, And there are multiple factors beginning um, even before birth that we're learning that contribute to the risk for these delays. So um, as Dr. Smeiser discussed about uh, we can diagnose uh, heart defects in utero and um, we're having studies that show that there is abnormal brain development as well um in these babies, um, such as um smaller brain, brain volumes, abnormal brain metabolism, um, delayed development, um, different flow patterns to the um the brain of a baby with complex heart disease than uh the normal blood flow of brain of uh blood flow to the brain of a, a normal child. Um, So even in utero, there's evidence of just uh, delays or immaturity in development of the brain um, structurally and functionally. Um, And then for those children who require neonatal and infant surgeries, there are different Hospital factors, physiologic factors, intraoperative factors that can also contribute to the potential for um, either delays in development or brain injury. So, for example, um, the most severe heart defects are those in which oxygen levels in these infants and children are lower than normal, which we call cyanotic heart defects. Um, And so, uh, chronic cyanosis, um, there is um, the risk of uh, in the operating room for these children as well being on a cardiopulmonary bypass machine um and what uh that can uh do in terms of activation of inflammatory pathways there's risk uh when we do um circulatory arrest meaning stopping the heart um and uh blood flow completely in order to perform um complex heart repairs and then even in the post-operative period um, in the ICU where a child will be intubated for a prolonged amount of time receiving sedation or anesthesia, um, sometimes children are unstable with their blood pressures and blood flow to their brain. We even have children who unfortunately suffer a cardiac arrest and require rescue um, with ECMO or um, heart lung support, um so all of these factors, and um not just one but multiple factors all along the course of a um, the uh, child with congenital heart disease um, is exposed to things like seizures and strokes in the post operative period as well. so there really are just a multitude of um and cumulative contributing factors why a child may be at risk for
0: delays. How important is a medical home for well-child and chronic care visits? What is life like as a child grows into adolescence and even adulthood, and how can a pediatrician help monitor these factors?
2: So a medical home is instrumental both in terms of the initial care that a child receives, but as you alluded to, the longitudinal care as well. So uh, our program here uh, begins with meeting families and uh, affected children during the uh, neonatal or infant period and then following those children long-term. The established relationships that we have as providers with families is instrumental in terms of, again, providing continuity and maximizing the care. We, as part of this, uh, and in addition to developments in the field, have become increasingly cognizant of the long-term challenges that uh, affected children face. So these can affect all aspects of development, so motor, cognitive, language, and even social domains. So we uh, think that it's instrumental that we are appropriately aggressive in terms of instituting therapy services early. The local pediatrician is instrumental in this process in terms of making sure that we're, again, offering all resources available to children in their community and also uh, maintaining close collaboration in terms of the care of those children in the long term. So as you alluded to as well, these deficits evolve or change over the course of time. So what an infant needs during uh, the uh, period immediately following discharge is often very different than what a child needs as they reach uh, later childhood and and even adolescence. So close communication and collaboration with the pediatrician to stay on top of how the needs are changing and, again, to maintain awareness of the different resources that are available in each community are, are very important and can be invaluable in terms of Uh, again, making the families as uh, comfortable as possible with the different and evolving medical conditions that they're learning about and, and helping to work through and
0: with. Dr. Lee, describe a little bit for us about the Cardiac Neurodevelopmental Clinic at the St. Louis Children's and Washington University Heart Center, and speak about your team of specialists that make up this multidisciplinary clinic. Who's involved?
1: Well, the clinic was established um, in 2015, and really the impetus for this was that the shift um, in our focus in the field of pediatric cardiology is really changing. Um, We've always been um, concerned and trying to improve survival and to uh, mitigate morbidities, Um, but there really has been a trend over the last decade, really, um, in shifting the focus not just from survival and cardiac outcomes, but into the quality. Quality of life for these children, from neurological perspective, developmental, um, and just overall family and quality of life. And so it was for this reason that this multidisciplinary clinic was established, knowing that, um, as we discussed, these children have multiple risk factors for issues, and we wanted to be really proactive about identifying them and providing the family with um, the support, um, both medically and also within their community, for therapies for their children. Um so it is a very multidisciplinary team. Um there is the cardiology side um and uh, I am the physician and we have um a nurse practitioner and a nurse coordinator um but really the cardiology part is um just the way we get patients into the clinic but our role there is very minimal. Um the primary um providers for this clinic are um Pediatric neurologists like Dr. Smizer and his colleagues. We have newborn medicine specialists for um, the younger children under three years. We have um, a host of therapists that are key to um, working with our children and families and with neurology. So those include physical, occupational, um, and speech therapists. We also have a dietitian because feeding issues. Um, we have a lot of infants with. Um, Feeding tubes, um, and delays in, in oral feeding. So we have a dietitian and speech therapist to help us with that. Um, but we also have a psychologist as well. Um, and in addition, we, not directly in our clinic, but um, we have partnered with a couple other really important specialists that I think provide um, a lot of value to our heart uh, children. And those include a neuropsychologist who can perform uh, neuropsychological testing and can make recommendations regarding accommodations um, for these children at school, um, and also a psychiatrist as well who's able to prescribe uh, medications for. Um, um, uh, diagnoses such as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and and can help us with our uh, children with autism spectrum disorder.
0: Dr. Smizer, explain a little bit about the referral process to the clinic and what a pediatrician can expect after referring a patient to this clinic.
2: So the referral process flows through our cardiology group. So Caroline and her excellent team. Uh, when a patient is diagnosed with a, a heart lesion that places them at high risk, then they will automatically qualify for our clinic. Often these referrals come uh, through our inpatient heart center, but certainly we have many patients who have been referred in from referring providers, both cardiologists and pediatricians. So when a patient is scheduled, they're scheduled for all of the appointments by the specialists. Caroline just ran through in a single day. Uh, so we coordinate amongst our providers and allow This to essentially be one-stop shopping, so to speak, for the families. At the end of the day, we provide uh, the families with a a summary of the recommendations across each of the providers that they have seen and a set of goals and uh, a return appointment timeline as well. And then pediatricians will receive uh, essentially a comparable uh, document which outlines the assessment results, uh, physical examination findings, and uh, equally importantly, the recommendations from each of the providers across the different specialties that the child has seen. So again, this is part of the partnership that that we see this clinic as with the local pediatricians as well. And follow-up to each appointment, we uh, talk to each family once they've gone home and make sure that all the services that we have recommended have been able to be established, whether that's additional therapy or community services or something from a a medical perspective. So we close the loop in terms of communication with the families and then, uh, again, link that back to the pediatricians as well following the appointments. And then, uh, again, in advance of each appointment in the future, we'll uh, touch base with families and see what concerns they have, and also make sure that any concerns raised by the pediatrician are addressed as part of each appointment. So, we try and uh, touch base with the pediatricians at multiple points uh, through the communication process with the families for each encounter.
0: Dr. Smizer, sticking with you for a minute, you have the first last word here. Tell the listeners what you would like them to know about the Cardiac Neurodevelopmental Clinic at the St. Louis Children's and Washington University Heart Center, and when you think it's important that they refer.
2: So the the latter portion is, is certainly straightforward to address, and that's any time that there's any sort of concern or the possibility that we might be able to help any child and their family with a congenital heart uh, lesion. So we're happy for that to occur as early as the neonatal period or even now before children are born or from that perspective any point after the child has been discharged from the hospital and or if there's concerns that arise down the road. So we're always here and available to help and uh, happy to help as early as possible. So the, the real strength of the clinic as we've alluded to on a few occasions from my perspective is the multidisciplinary nature. And we are able to help these families and their children in many ways uh, through the the different types of services that we're able to provide. We're very excited about the improvements and outcomes that these children are now experiencing and are uh, very excited about the possibilities of continuing to see uh, the the services that we're able to provide grow in lockstep with uh, the improvements and outcomes that we're seeing. The way in which we're providing services from, again, that fetal period all the way through childhood is also something that's very exciting to me as a provider. I get to see children grow up. I get to see all the new tricks that they can come back and show me each time in clinic. I get to know the families and establish strong relationships, which is the most rewarding part of what I do. And uh, again, I'm just very excited about all the progress that we've shown and and also the, the ways in which we are able to continue to give back and learn new ways that we can help these children as they get older.
0: And Dr. Lee, last word to you. What would you like the listeners to take away from this segment about congenital heart disease and even what you see on the horizon for some promising therapies?
1: So I'm just really excited as well with Dr. Smizer that our outcomes um, overall in congenital heart disease are improving and then to take the next step and um, and uh, focus on the, the quality of life for these children. And so much of their um, home life and their social life has to do with their abilities um, to um, do well in school or to get along with others um, and to function physically and so um, all of of those things um, beyond the heart we try and address in this clinic. And so I think um, that's something important for both parents and primary care providers to know about. Our focus and our our aim uh, that we're trying to achieve with this is um, to enhance uh, the quality of life for these children. So, you know, I think we have... um, done this now for three years, we keep growing and expanding. We've now increased our clinic from once to twice a month and we're expanding our age groups and over time I'm hoping to expand our services um, not just with a focus on um, neurologic and developmental issues um, but also in the psychological realm as well and that's another area that we're learning more about for these children as they enter into adolescence and young adulthood um, for all that they've been through um, that they have an increased risk for anxiety and depression. And so I think that's another horizon that I would love for our program to expand to. Um, But in the meantime, our focus is uh, really on providing families, uh, no matter where they come from, because we do get children from um, all over uh, the state of Missouri and Illinois, and so we try and work with the therapists in those communities as well. I think that's an important point, that um, although people make the trip to Children's for this particular clinic, we ultimately will send them home, um, hopefully with... um, services in place in their local community and with um, their local provider. So, um, I see this clinic as a place where children and their families can check in if the child is doing great, developing normally. I think it's very validating for these parents to hear that from the neurologist, that their child looks really, really normal for all that they've been through. And then on the other end of the spectrum, for those children who have um, suffered neurological injury or um, sequelae from um, all that they've been through, that we are actively trying to address those um, to help them reach their full potential.
0: Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today and for explaining a little bit about congenital heart disease and the Cardiac Neurodevelopmental Clinic at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Thank you again for being with us. A physician can refer a patient by calling the Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's one 800 you are listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.